This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. He gets so crazy at times. It sounds like you yell back at your radio. What are you talking about? What the hell? He gets so angry. You tweet to try and calm him down. Now, he gets an hour all to himself. It's Sparky's Midday Madness on the fan with Steve Sparky Pfeiffer. Welcome in Sparky's Midday Madness on 1250 AM. The fan one hour to Rami Makhlouf and the Rami show that comes up at three o'clock and the Brewers are currently playing the Reds. So once that game is done, Tim Allen jumps back on the airwaves. The Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin post-game show and uh, driven by Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove. We're going to continue to talk about the Milwaukee Bucks here, but in the break, Dan Plucker came in here and talked about LeBron James tweets uh, that LeBron James uh, sent out here in the last 10 minutes or so. And I'll read the tweets to you that LeBron tweeted out. They all didn't want to listen to me about the start of the season. I knew exactly what would happen. I only wanted to protect the well-being of the players, which ultimately is the, capital letters, product and benefit of our game. These injuries just isn't just, quote, part of the game in capital letters. It's the lack of pure RIM rest before starting back up. Eight, possibly nine All-Stars have missed playoff games, most in league history. This is the best time of the year for our league and fans, but missing a ton of our fave players. It's insane. If there's one person that know about the body and how it works all year round, it's me. I speak for the health of all our players, and I hate to see this many injuries this time of the year. Sorry, fans. Wish you guys were seeing all of your favorite guy, got favorite guys right now. Uh, and then a prayer symbol and, of course, a crown. Uh, LeBron then tweets, and I know all about the business side too and factors, so don't even try me. I get it. Okay. Uh, Plucker is on the other side of the glass. So, Plucker, your initial reaction to LeBron James? My initial reaction is if LeBron James was still in the playoffs, he wouldn't have said this. Yeah, I tend to agree with you on that. He's he's yeah. literally just sitting there crying about how this is affecting all of this and all this stuff and all oh, this is so horrible for the game and yada 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 and yes it is awful that players are getting hurt and it's not and, good for the it's not good for tv ratings and it's it's not good for tv ratings mm. and it is definitely part 
it is definitely partly because of how quickly they rushed back into the season. It, that is the case. But if it, if it did not happen to his team, I don't think he would be saying a peep about it. Yeah, if he was in the playoffs and benefiting from injuries, would he be saying the same thing? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I think that's a, a valid point. And, you know, to his point, I, I would just say, look, LeBron, they've already announced the dates for next year. We're going back to normal. Training camp's going to be at the end of September. Season's going to start in October. Season's going to be done at the end of June. Draft's going back to the same time. Summer League next year will be in July again in Vegas. Like, everything is going back to how it was. We're going back to normal starting with the next basketball season. So, yes. Listen, I don't disagree with him. The postseason to the opening of the next season was a big deal. But what LeBron fails to remember is this. It only affected the teams that made the run, right? So it affected Miami. Well, their guys were playing, weren't they? Jimmy Butler played. Those guys, they all played. They got beat. Uh, Them, the, the Lakers, it affected them because they made the run. But they also overhauled most of their roster to redo their bench and so forth in the offseason. LeBron and Anthony Davis, they were there. Anthony Davis is always hurt. So you can't come at me with, oh, Anthony Davis is hurt because they didn't get enough rest between the NBA Finals and the start of the season. I agree with you. Like, they screwed those teams that made legitimate runs in the postseason last year. They totally did. And those teams had to get up and play right away. Meanwhile, these other teams hadn't played since, like, March or April and were just sitting there waiting and waiting and waiting. They had their longest offseason ever because they weren't invited to the bubble. So they had to sit there for nine months, essentially, waiting to play a game of basketball again. So, you know, half the league waited for other. The other half of the league, some of them uh, got to go home right away because they couldn't uh, hack it in the play-in tournament or whatever else, so they were done quickly. Others, they got bounced in the first or second round. They had more than plenty of time to recuperate and get back on the floor. So I I guess I'm just... I'm not there necessarily on that's why all of these injuries are happening. Is it unfortunate that these injuries are happening? Yes. Yes, it is. Very unfortunate. Is it going to hurt TV ratings? Yeah. But let's be honest about something else. These TV ratings were going to be hurt regardless. Regardless if Kawhi Leonard was healthy or not. Regardless of Chris Paul... Uh, If he ends up having to be out for a while, looks like he's going to miss some time here in the Western Conference Finals. Regardless of Kyrie being out, Kyrie's lack of rest and relaxation had nothing to do with him coming down on Giannis' foot and twisting his ankle. It had nothing to do with it. Nothing at all. It was an unfortunate unfortunate, uh, injury that happened at the wrong time for the Brooklyn Nets. But Kyrie, will he be back for the finals? Yeah, he'll be back for the NBA finals. If they beat the Bucs and get to the Eastern Conference finals, I'm guessing he'll be back by the end of that series. And then if he can stay healthy, be ready for the NBA finals. James Harden, if he can keep that hamstring intact, uh, he'll be ready. So best case scenario now for the, the, the NBA is that you have Durant, Harden, and Kyrie as your super studded team in the NBA finals. Also good news, based on that poll that we just read the other day that they took off of Twitter, was that 
Durant, Harden, and Kyrie are three of the four most hated players around the country. So you have a villain. You have somebody evil to root against based on how fans view these three, which is good. It's always good to have a villain in sports because that gives a reason for teams to tune in and root against them. If the Nets were to say to lose, that would not be good for the NBA. Because now if it's Milwaukee or if it's Philly or Atlanta or whoever it ends up being there, and then you have nobody coming out of the West at this point, that's really going to kill them in the NBA Finals. LeBron not being there hurts them the most. He does. He is their Tiger Woods to a certain degree. When Tiger wasn't in tournaments, people weren't watching. TV ratings were down, way down. When Tiger played, people watched. When Tiger was still in it on Sunday, numbers went up even more. So when you take that guy out of it and he's not going to be there, they already are going to get hit on TV ratings. So that was going to happen regardless. And if the Nets lose to the Bucs, they're going to get even a bigger hit at the end of the day. Like I said, what, two, three weeks ago to Plucker, if it's Milwaukee, Utah, oh, it's curtains on the NBA, yo. I, that, that, that is not good for TV ratings, probably, uh, for the NBA. It's just not. Now, as a Bucks fan, oh, man, I'd love to see Bucks Utah. Sure, let's go. Bucks win that series. I'm fine with it. But if we're looking at it from the NBA perspective, yeah, that's, that's not good for business. It's not. So LeBron can talk about how it's not good for fans because they don't get to see their favorite players. Yes, he's right. A- absolutely, to a certain degree. But there's not as many fans tuning into a West Coast game to watch Kawhi. Now, if you're a, a fan of you know the Clippers, obviously you're tuning in to see Kawhi. But even if Kawhi is out, you're still watching the game because it's your favorite team. It doesn't matter. What we're talking about here is the casual fans that tune in to see a guy they really like on another team that normally they probably wouldn't watch. Those are the fans we're talking about uh, at the end of the day. So there you go. LeBron James, I'm sure most of you follow him on Twitter and can react to him uh, on Twitter uh, from from that perspective, saying that pretty much if they would have listened to him, they wouldn't be in this position. So I, I don't necessarily agree with him, but I will give LeBron credit for this. He at least... Whether you like him or don't like him, at least he takes ownership of the role that he is kind of has as being the guy in the NBA. Michael Jordan never did it. Shaq did not do it. I mean, he really is the only guy that's kind of taken that that vocal role of saying, "Look, this is what we need as players. This is what's good for the game from a player standpoint, or whatever." And there may be takes outside of basketball that you don't like. Fine. But from the aspect of other players in the league, I think to to a certain degree, a lot of these guys appreciate what he says. I do. And I I think they support what he says because he is the voice for them. And I'll take it to, say, NASCAR. You know, back in the day, I'm going to go back in the day, but like a Dale Earnhardt Sr., when he was alive, he was the voice for those drivers. Those drivers in NASCAR, they don't have a union like the NBA or MLB or NFL. They're all their own deal, right? Independent contractors, however you want to look at it. So there is no union. There is no going on strike. There is fighting for benefits or any of that other stuff. You got none of that. 
So you kind of need that voice. And to be honest with you, after Dale Earnhardt's senior passed, you really didn't have that voice as much. You really didn't. I mean, Jeff Jeff Gordon, I think, tried. But but he he wasn't didn't have the same impact as a Dale Earnhardt Sr. And I don't know who that voice is for the NBA once LeBron is done. Like, look at Major League Baseball. Who's the voice for the players in Major League Baseball? What guy? Who's that guy? You don't have a guy. In the NFL, J.C. Trider, again, running the Players Association, because it's kind of that front man, that face guy who's still playing and kind of tries to be that guy for the guys playing. So you kind of have that. MLB, you don't have a player. There's there's not a front guy for the players in the MLB like there is in the NBA seemingly with LeBron. All right, coming up next, I want to talk more about this Bucks loss uh, last night. I'm going to ask you the question that I asked last night on Twitter and from the Sparky Radio account. And there are some of you, no, most of you did not understand my question. And I tweeted it a second time to clarify what I was asking. The only person that understood my question was Nick Hostos, who does You Better or You Bet, who tweeted back at me a response. He, he was the only one. And nobody else, seemingly, I don't think understood it. So here, here we go. I turned it into two questions for you. Do you agree with Charles Barkley and the Bucks being dumb, like he called them? And why do you think they are? Right? Do you agree that with what Charles Barkley said that this is just not a very smart, smart team? They, they don't take advantage of situations and so forth. They're just not a smart basketball team. Why do you think that is? Is it the players just don't got a bunch of smart, you know, basketball, high basketball IQ guys that don't understand situations uh, and don't know how to take advantage of those situations? Is it coaching? Is, is that part of the reason? Not explaining to the players how to take advantage of mismatches and so forth? Or maybe you don't think the Bucs are dumb. Maybe you think Charles Barkley's dumb. I don't know. You tell me. Dial it up, 414-799-1250. 414-799-1250. Tweet us. At 12.50 a.m., the fan. I'm interested to hear how this goes. That is coming up next here on Sparky's Midday Madness. Welcome back, Sparky's Midday Madness here on the fan. Young Express coming. We talk about so much is continuing to grow. Would you like to be a part of a Christian-based family-run company? A company that's been in business for over 30 years? Of course you would. They are currently looking to add to their sales department. Here's what Young Express is looking for. Willing to prospect new business via phone, email, and social selling. Reliable transportation. Outside sales experience, the transportation industry is preferred. Excellent written oral and face-to-face communication skills are essential. Closing and follow-up skills are a must. Now, with John Young and his crew, are going to provide you over at Young Express. Salary plus commissions, bonuses, contests, health insurance, 401k with 3% company match, profit sharing, Paid holidays, personal days, and vacation days all provided to you by Young Express. Plus, they'll give you an existing book of business to get started from day one. That's huge. Expense account with generous mileage reimbursement. That's big, too. Could be doing a lot of driving. Cell phone, tablet, all sales and promotional materials provided to you by Young Express. Email their resume to John Young at YoungExpress.com. That's Young at YoungExpress.com. Or apply at YoungExpress.com. That's J-U-N-G Express.com. Young Express success drives them. All right, so here is Charles Barkley last night um, on TNT talking about the Bucks. Now, he had just got done saying to Kenny Smith, Shaq, and Ernie Johnson uh, that if he were the Bucks. Uh, he wouldn't even feed the players on the way home. Wouldn't even feed them. They don't even deserve to be fed on the way back to Milwaukee on the airplane. Here we go. Uh, maybe. Or maybe not. Uh, yeah, here we go. Okay, I got it. 
that was embarrassing for basketball. To lose that game, to have that. Like, you could tell they were going to lose the game at halftime. Well, well should the coaches have E2? All right, I'm going to stop this because I'm playing it off of a computer, and this is why I hate playing stuff off of the computer because you are bound to have issues uh, at some point. So, Barkley, what Barkley said is this, that, look, they're not a very smart team. They don't take advantage of mismatches. They're just a dumb basketball team. And Barkley, remind you, said they were dumb at halftime and then said they were going to win the NBA championship. He said that at halftime. He did. So now you say I, they're going to win the NBA championship, and now the team you just picked to win the NBA championship blows a 17-point lead in the second half, and now you're mad about it. Shaq apparently, off camera, at halftime, told Ernie and Chuck that he thought the Nets were going to come back and win this game. Didn't say it on the air. On the air, he said, hey, man, I don't think it's over. Like, I, I, I don't think I'd go running out there thinking the Bucs are going to win this one. Off the air, apparently, according to the cast of characters that were on set last night, Shaq was telling them, I don't think they're going to win. So the question is, is, do you agree with Charles Barkley and the Bucks being dumb? Why do you think they are? Is it just the players don't have good basketball IQ? Is it the coaching staff not explaining things more thoroughly and setting up the right game plan? Why do you think this is? 414-799-1250. 414-799-1250. Tony and Racine. You're next on Sparky's Midday Madness. What's going on, Tony? Sparky, I, Sparky I, I've been drooling like a junkyard dog. I, I couldn't wait to get a hold of you on this topic. All right. I agree with Charles Bradley 100%. And, I, and, and that's, your best player is still a baby. He's still learning the game. And the, the whole team overall as a whole, they, they don't have that killer instinct. They got up by 16 points and started selling for jumpers when they could have kept going inside and kept killing them. That's what, this is what they forgot about. The same team that got up on you by 20 in game two, they had that killer instinct in them, and before you knew them, you were down by 40. Remember game two? Yep. That's because Brooklyn got that killer instinct. That's something the Bucks, that, that comes in time. The Bucks don't have that right now. And your, your best player, he's still learning the game. You know what I'm saying? And that's why I've been saying, you know, and I, I, I've been one of these people that have been trying to defend Bud, but. I'm, like I said, I don't run out of defense for Bud because that's why we the team. You know, I've been telling you about Mark Jackson, but I'll give you this one. I'll go with Sam Cassell either, but I can't agree with you yesterday. I cannot ride with Rick Carlisle, and I'm going to tell you why. Rick Carlisle's Dallas Maverick team had that killer instinct. You take that, that, that Dallas Maverick team compared to this current Milwaukee Bucks team, they will kick the Bucks' butt in about five, six games. They really would. I think that Dallas team is more talented than this Buck team. So you can't. So I can't say that. I think that Rick Carlisle be just just another boot nose in there. I want an ex point guard that can look Drew Holiday right in his eye and say, "Look, man, this is what I want you to do." And you, the floor general. And when he tells Drew Holiday that, Drew Holiday got to respect that. You know why? Because he used to play your position. I agree with you on that. Your 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 deal on this whole deal, and it was yesterday too when we talked about it, is fixing Drew Holiday. That's what you want out of this. Yo, go back and check check the history of the, the game. All your great championship teams had a what? They had that dynamic Agreed. backcourt. Yep. Your guard, your guard, your your point guard, your shooting guard. They set the tone. Well, you you got to have a dominant big man too. Okay, we got a dominant big man, but he can't shoot. He struggles at the line. But see, Shaq, 
That's what Giannis is. Giannis is the modern day Shaq. But Shaq had Kobe and he had this dude named Derek Fisher. Who is our Kobe? Who is our Derek Fisher? We don't have one. We don't have either. All right, Tony, thanks for the call. I uh, I look at it a little bit differently, I guess, than Tony. Tony's looking at it from, you know, building up and making True Holiday better. I can get down with that. I'm fine with that. I look at it in more of the way of, can we just not be dumb? <sighs> right? I mean, that, that's what I'm looking at. Like, I, I don't ever want to watch another post game on TNT where my favorite team gets called dumb and stupid time after time after time after time. Like that, that there, there's no fun in that. You just got beat. That sucked enough. Now you got to sit there. And again, I didn't have to. I chose to. I could have turned it off like I always do, but I didn't. I, want, I guess I was a sucker for the pain last night. So I sat there and I watched and I listened to these clowns just absolutely kill the Milwaukee Bucks. That's what I did. I, I listened to it. I don't go through that again. I think Rick Carlisle is a good X's and O's guy. I do. I think he's a good defensive coach. And I think he'll use Giannis more in the right way than what Budenholzer has used him into this point. I'm not as concerned about Drew Holiday as Tony is. I'm more concerned about using Giannis in a way that puts him in a better position than how they're currently using him. And I understand he won two MVPs in Bud's system. I get it. Totally understand. But I, I think... You have to start talking about him playing closer to the basket, playing more in the post, taking advantage of mismatches versus him sitting out the three-point line, hammering the ball in the ground, backing up like a, a like an uh, airplane, getting ready to take off, and then zooming down the runway. Like th- That type of stuff, to me, at some point, we've got to get away from that a little bit and get more into maybe where he can be a little bit more consistent. Uh, inside. Mike in Greenfield, you're next on Sparky's Midday Madness. You agree with Charles Barkley and the Bucks being dumb, and why do you think they are? Well, they uh, didn't adjust in the second half, and they just let their lead whittle away, and uh, I feel, you know, I hate to say let's get rid of the coach, but man, uh, Nash made some adjustments. The Bucks didn't seem to adjust. Uh, they you know, after a while, they've got to go to the basket, get in closer when they start missing shots just to make a few, you know, to break the ice. Um, man, I thought they were going to win uh, the fifth game last night. But um, I, somebody brought up earlier this morning why uh, Giannis wasn't guarding Kevin Durant. Uh, what do you think about that, Steve? Uh, I think a couple of things. Thanks for the call. I appreciate it. Um, I was begging on Twitter for them to guard Kevin Durant. Begging. Please, can we just try? We'd seen it earlier in the series for a possession or two. P.J. Tucker tried. Tried hard. He did. But once Kevin Durant decided, you know what? I'm done backing up against you and getting hammered and beat up. Now I'm going to take you out to the top. I'm going to run right past you. And if they collapse, I'm kicking out. And if they don't, I'm scoring over the top of you. That's what he did. They had no counter. Nothing. So then Tucker goes out with foul trouble, so now it's Middleton's turn. Same. And he had, I mean, look, Middleton defended as good as Middleton can defend. Like, you're not going to question effort from P.J. Tucker. You're not going to question effort from Chris Middleton. They both did as good as they could do. The reason I want to see Giannis, lateral quickness be damned, I want to see how Durant does consistently trying to shoot over the top of his length. That's what I want to see. 
He's taller than Middleton. He's t- a lot taller than P.J. Tucker. Let's see how he does with somebody his size that he's got to shoot over the top of. Let's make him take some fadeaways. Let's, let's make him really make it difficult on him. Because nobody's staying in front of him, guys. Pat Connaughton didn't stay in front of him. Pat Connaughton's as quick as anybody else out there. He, no. That's why I wanted to see it. But again, you go back, you listen to the presser after the game with Giannis and Eric Name from The Athletic, and Eric Name asked him, hey, man, you know, what do you think you guys could have done differently in Durant? And, I mean, I can play it back for you as well, but he pretty much says, well, what do you think? What do you think we should have done? And credit to Eric Name for being right there. Like, I'll tell you what, you should have guarded him. Eh, well, what else you got? And maybe you should have doubled him to get the ball out of his hands. And then Giannis got to sidestepping after that. This is where the issue lies with me. You had the exact same situation happen with Jimmy Butler in the Miami series. He didn't step up until after people called him out on it. It's happening again here. And once again, until the media calls him on it, he ain't saying boo. That's what irritates me. Like, okay, last year, maybe you were naive. Uh, okay, Maybe, fine. This year, man, come on. Dude's going for 50. At some point, don't you go to your coach and go, dude, I want to try. Like, if he gets me, he gets me, but he's clearly getting the other two. So what's the worst case scenario? Just let me give it a shot and see what I can do. If I fail, I fail, but at least I can I can at least try. You've tried your other options that you thought were great. Let me give it a shot at this point. And the fact that he didn't do that to me is very frustrating as a fan. Very frustrating. That your best player isn't essentially demanding to attempt to stop the other team's best player who you can't stop as a team at this point. Cowboy and Shorewood, you're next on 1250 AM. The fan. What's up, Cowboy? What's going on, brother? I wasn't sure which handle to use. I didn't want uh, GE to call me ugly again like he did yesterday. So <laughs> I'm coming in kind of kind of under the wire here. But you did address the Giannis thing that I wanted to talk about. And uh, another thing, did, did we get an answer to where was Bobby Portis all game? Yes. Boonholzer said after the game in his presser, uh, again, I'll paraphrase it, uh, that Boonholzer thinks that, well, not thinks, the game plan was to space the floor more. Uh, and that's why Bobby Portis didn't play, but he is available and ready to play if they need him. Uh, well, they kind of needed him yesterday. But uh, to address the, the, the question that you asked, you know, I, I don't think the Bucks are dumb, per se, but what I do think that they are undisciplined. And when you're undisciplined, one, you keep jacking up threes because the coach is giving you the green light to do that even though you're six for 37 and your defense isn't very good. That's one thing. And the next thing, they're simply scared. They are intimidated by the Nets. And when you're intimidated by somebody, you go back to what you know, what you think you do best, and that is the one-on-one ISO offense, which the Bucks do in its one shot, one possession, and that's it. That's why Giannis goes back down court. They don't do that ball. best, though. That's the problem. He's they not don't. He's not great in isolation. That's, that's not his deal. Exactly. Exactly. And the coach says nothing. Correct. The coach has to, in the, in the, in the timeout, in the huddle, whatever you want to call it, look, Holiday brings the ball up. That's it. As soon as Giannis starts bringing the ball up, 
the net, sag to the hoop, and just dare him to shoot that broke butt jumper that he has. And it, he hits a couple. We don't need a couple. We need him to shoot 55% in the paint or the game is over. If Middleton and Holiday are not hitting, that's it. They are undisciplined and they are scared, especially on the road. That's yeah. all I got for you about. On Thank the you. road, thanks for the call. On the road, I will agree that it appears that the, I don't know if they doubt themselves or what the case may be. I'm not quite sure. But they definitely went from a team that was really playing well. The Nets then make that run in the second half. And just like that, they're right there with them. And right there with them for the rest of the game. You didn't go back to game three. They get out to the hot lead. They cut it to within three by the like six-minute mark of the second quarter. Once they got on a run, crowd got into it. Bucks just could not stop the momentum. Had all kinds of problems. That's an issue. I, I agree with you on that. As far as that crowd gets going, the the Durants in, of the world, they get going and starting to feel themselves. And I again, maybe it's what everybody says, right? You got to go through these experiences. It's what builds a champion. You, you, you fight, you fight, you fight for a few years. And when you break through, then, you know, you can get on that run of winning championships or whatever the case may be. Maybe that's what this is all a part of. Let's go back to the beginning. Zach Gelb earlier on the Wendy's Big Show, if uh, you weren't listening, randomly called in like a listener uh, to the show uh, and said that he was done with Bud when he said it wasn't championship or bust. Well, uh, it's going to be bust and it's going to be his job because of it. That, that's how this is going to play. And Giannis, uh, who echoed Bootenholzer's statement and said, ah, oh, yeah, well, we may not win this year. We may not win next year, but eventually we'll win. Well, maybe, but it's going to be with a different coaching staff. I mean, that very well may happen, but it's going to be with a different coaching staff. There is no way this dude's going to keep his job after what happened last night. Skyler, Northside, you're next on Sparky's Midday Madness. What's up, Skyler? Yo, man, I'm going to keep it simple for you guys, man. You know, yeah, everybody's saying Giannis this and that. Giannis, yeah, Giannis, Giannis IQ is not the best right now. But I want to say, Chris Middleton, the last three games, man, you, you doing your thing. Nobody can say nothing about him. Um, this is the this is the thing I want to ask, and I just ask him, what is Brooke Lopez on this team for? To shoot threes what, and block shots. What, what is a seven foot dominant big man who got? That's what Barkley's saying. Well, if people are reading between the lines, because Brooke Lopez can get a screen and roll and cut to the basket all day long. Yep. And nobody can stop him. He's right there at the basket. You got Joe Harris. You got crack, crack, great player, but he, he built like a crackhead. Kevin Durant, he can't guard Brooke Lopez down there. And you got um, Joe Harris, James. I saw Joe. I saw Joe. I saw Joe Harris and Harden and Durant guarding Lopez. And I'm like, what is he on his team for? To be a liability on defense so they could take advantage of him? Okay. Why do you think why do you think Skyler that 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 Bootenholzer's not playing Bobby Portis because he wants spacing? Why do you think spacing is so critical? It, He's making I, I room for Giannis, man. He's got Lopez in there to shoot threes, to make room for Giannis to back up and go running full bore at the rim and hoping that he kicks out if he doesn't get to the rim. He's trying to create space for Giannis, and that's why you got Brooke Lopez sitting out on the wing or in the corner. He's seven foot. He should be in the paint getting rebounds. Agreed. 
I totally agree. But that's Boonholzer. Like, I'm not gonna I'm not putting it on Brooke Lopez as far as why he's not playing with his back to the basket and scoring the post or why he's not rolling on the pick and roll and that type of stuff. That's not him. He's he's running the crap that they want him to run. They want him to sit out there and wait for the ball. That's what he's doing. And that's again another reason why I want to see another coach. I want to see the third coach. I want to see a new coach with this roster and see either if they're better, worse, or the same. And then you could make your assessment of really what the future is of this organization possibly winning a championship. Right. I agree with you. Because, again, I mean, thanks for the call. I, I, I've i said this before. I don't watch that TNT show. I don't. I'm not a Barkley guy at all. But I actually did last night. You can tell me, is this common with Barkley and these guys? Like, do they normally call losing teams stupid and dumb as many times as they called the Bucks last night? Because I, I don't watch them a lot. I, I don't. I, I know they're very popular. I know a lot of people love them. A lot of people think they're funny and they tune in and that's great. I'm not one of them. If, if this is common with them, like if every time a team loses, they call them stupid and dumb and this is a thing they do, okay, then maybe I'm overreacting and buying in to what they're feeding to everybody because I'm not aware that this is a thing they always do. But as a fan watching that, I mean, you want to buy time about being demoralized. Your favorite team loses. Now I got to listen to that stuff. Uh, we got Charles Barkley. We're going to try this again. I, I think we'll be better off uh, this time. Here it again is again. Charles Barkley on TNT last night after the game. Again, they just got done talking about Barkley saying that they shouldn't fa- feed the players on the ride back to Milwaukee because they played so bad. Uh, and here's how it goes. Barkley, Kenny Smith, Shaq, and Ernie Johnson on the NBA and TNT. That was embarrassing for basketball to lose that game to have that. Like, you could tell they were going to lose the game at halftime. Well, yeah. well should the coaching staff eat too? Uh, uh, you know, my rule about saying people should get fired. I, I, I don't think it's our job to say somebody should get fired. But, you know, Ernie, you go back. When you do dumb stuff and it works, you keep doing dumb stuff. We, you sit there... When they were doing dumb stuff in game one and game two, you're like, well, that's how they play, Chuck. We're like, so? They're killing them in the paint, but they're going to keep jacking up threes just because that's how they play. You played to, like Herm was said, you played to win the game. And that was one of the dumbest games. And, man, I, I am so mad right now because you, they got a bunch of really good guys and they played dumb, and they deserve to lose that game. And, hey, shout out to Kevin Durant and Jeff Green. But, man, the other team had something to do with it. That yeah. was awful basketball. Awful basketball. They all agreed. It wasn't just Barkley. Kenny Smith, Shaq, they all agreed. It was just bad basketball. They get that boy's right back. To me, in my opinion, the coaching staff and maybe to a degree the players. Do you agree with Charles Barkley and the Bucks being dumb? And why do you think that's the case? Dial it up, uh, 799-1250, 414-799-1250. Tweet us, 1250 AM, the fan Bruce in Chicago. Sean Ray Racine, you guys are coming up next here on Sparky's Midday Madness. Stay tuned, 3 o'clock, it's The Rami Show. Welcome in, Sparky's Midday Madness. About 20 minutes away from Rami Makloff and The Rami Show. Oh, I can't wait for him. I am looking so forward to talking to him in about 10 minutes. If Rami is the guy... Who last night on Twitter and called that game over done? 
I'm on Twitter. I'm like, ah, feel good. Not there yet. And he immediately jumps on. Ah, it's over. It's done. Bucks lost. It's done. He, Rami Makalov, is also the same guy talking about, ah, they ain't scared about Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant, not a problem. Don't worry about Kevin Durant. Hey, hey, no more. Worry about Kevin Durant. Uh, well, uh, maybe they're worried again about Kevin Durant. Maybe. So, yeah, and again, if you follow Rami on Twitter, he was livid last night. So, should be a fun show coming up at 3. And then once the Brewers game is done, that game is tied at 1, bottom of 5 right now. Once that game is done... Uh, Tim Allen will be on the air. The Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin post-game show driven by Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove, Wisconsin. Talking about the Charles Barkley comments last night on TNT. Do you agree with Charles Barkley and the Bucks being dumb? And why do you think that's the case? Bruce in Chicago, you're next on Sparky's Midday Madness. What's up, Bruce? Hey, Sparky. How are you doing today, man? Been better. Well, okay. So, let me get down to this. The Bucks are up 17. You, you lose the game. You ought to be stupid, and you ought to be dumb. But if, if you if you play the inside game for the first two quarters, okay, so you let me get this right. So you got a lead, and you and and James Harden is hardly involved with the game. He didn't even score until the third quarter. But then on the other hand, you got Durant. Okay, the man's gonna score, but you but you beating them in the paint. How are you gonna go away from beating them in the paint to shooting threes? And and I I agree, Giannis should not be bringing up that ball. That should be Drew Holiday or whoever the, whoever the guard is should bring the ball up, not Giannis, because he he you know when he brings the ball up, he's gonna shoot that three right away. You, you're wasting a whole 24-second shot clock. When you find the whole, you find the man open the, you know, you know to shoot, shoot. Yeah, the they ball. pound the they they pound the air out of the ball, and then becomes isolation basketball and forcing a shot. I agree with you, Bruce. Thanks for the call. Yeah, that's exactly what ends up happening. You end up in an isolation basketball, dribbling between your legs, looking at the other guy. Should I shoot a three? Should I drive? What should I do? And yeah, you waste a bunch of time off the shot clock uh, in the process versus just getting in and running your offense and moving the b- basketball. The ball stops essentially once it gets to Giannis, which is something you don't want to have happen. Sean and Racine, you're next on Sparky's Midday Madness. What's up, Sean? Man, I got so stressed out by that stupid game last night and woke up feeling the same way. Then hearing Budenholzer talk about Bobby Portis not being in because of spacing. Who's the number two field goal percentage from three? In the NBA, Bobby Portis, Mm -hmm. who has a better mid-range game than Brooke Lopez, Bobby Portis. I'm not saying if he would have played Portis, they would have won that game, but it probably could have helped and made a bit of a difference. Not to mention, he don't mind getting in there and getting his nose dirty. It's so frustrating, too, seeing that, like the previous caller just mentioned, Harden didn't do anything, basically. He was a decoy out there. He couldn't move. He couldn't drive. He couldn't do James Harden's things. Did you really think he was going to all of a sudden erupt and go off for 35? And you're not driving at him? You're not sitting there using Giannis, the uh, former defensive player of the year, to cover Hart, um, Excuse me, Durant when he is the only person on that team besides Jeff Green killing you? And why is it there's always one random person, and Jeff Green is a known commodity. Jeff Green 
had been out for a while, yep. and he was still getting his legs under him. But why is it every single time in the playoffs there's one random person who is not a star on the other team that always destroys us? Yeah, but it's not points. just but it's not just against the Bucks. That's that's the NBA playoffs in general, though, if you think about it. True. And I mean it has been way up and down this whole postseason. Sometimes both sides are killing it from three. Sometimes neither of them can hit the broad side of a barn. Look at Joe Harris. He was the number one three point field goal percentage this year, and he is doing almost Awful. nothing in this series. Yep. It is just so frustrating that this was gift wrapped for them last night and they fell flat on their face in the second half. They keep doing it every single playoff game pretty much this entire postseason. They dominate in the first half, except for them first two games. And uh, um, well, Sean, what do you think happens? Do you think teams make adjustments to whatever the Bucks are doing? Unless you got Budenholzer as a coach. Right, but that the other teams I'm talking about, thanks for the call. I mean, I, yeah, of course. No question. Uh, let's go to Josiah in the Falls. You're next on Sparky's Midday Madness. What's up, Josiah? Hey. Um, you know, for me, it's one of those things where I fundamentally basketball comes down to movement on the offensive end. And right. I, I, I cannot believe how statuesque we've been watching for three years. The bus do the same thing where they, they stand around the three-point line. And then it's good in the regular season, like, but – Bud plays like a regular season coach, and that was clear with his 260-plus win seasons. You know, and I had heard from Atlanta fans before we had gotten him that he was, well, he's a regular season coach. Like, don't expect big things from him. And I was like, oh, well, you know, I was thinking to myself at the time, I was like, well, you know, we got we got, we got, got a better bag of players, you know. Right, exactly, and you do. But, you no, know, quite honestly, I look at this current Bucks roster, I honestly believe like a hundred percent that in the right hands, this team would have won the championship this year. They should have won that year that they lost to Toronto. Absolutely. They absolutely blew that. That was clear to every single person when we lost that many games in a row, you know? And it's just like, I mean, how many times, how many seasons are we going to go through this in the first two games alone in this series? The Nets actually had a hundred and it was like 143 more passes in the first two games alone. In fact, in the first two games, uh, the Bucks only had three possessions where they passed the ball more than five times in a single play. Right. You know what I mean? And they don't actually run plays, which is another thing that I just don't understand about. But I mean, I I would love for them just to bring George Carl out of retirement. <laughs> Oh, George Carl. Now that that would not go over well. That that locker room would not like George Carl because he loves the drama. Thanks for the call, Josiah. Hey, this segment brought to you by Jim Dandies on South 27th Street in Oak Creek. The Jim Dandies concert series continues this Saturday, June 19th with Stetson and Lace at 6.30 p.m. Great band. I've seen them numerous times. No cover and all outside shows. Follow them on Facebook uh, for their schedule. Again, Jim Dandies, South 27th Street in Oak Creek coming up this Saturday. Stetson and Lace at 6.30. Outside shows, no cover. Uh, I just want to read this off quickly here. StatMuse uh, tweeted this out earlier. Bucks possessions in game five since tied at 91-91. Did you see this, uh, Plucker, over there in the other side glass? The StatMuse? Yeah, I did. You did. Uh, so let's see. Giannis Iso. Middleton three. Giannis Iso. Giannis turnover. Drew Iso. Chris Iso. Pat Basket. Drew Iso. Giannis Iso. Giannis Basket. Middleton Iso. Giannis Iso. Drew Iso. Giannis Iso. Giannis Iso. Lopez 2, Giannis turnover. 11 of 17 possessions 
were isolation plays. Literally. And again, go back and look at my Twitter timeline. When I said, eh, still feeling okay here. Just make sure we pass the ball. No isolation plays. Nope. <laughs> Went the exact opposite way than what I was asking for uh, at the end of the day. It, it really is a uh, frustrating deal uh, when you're a Bucks fan and uh, watching that happen last night. My guy. Oh, I can't wait. This is going to be fun for me. Rami Makhlouf is what? here. What? He what? is going to be fun. fun. Your mic's not on. Nobody can hear you. Your mic's not going to be on until I turn on. Oh, no. This, all that crazy nonsense, bucks, lust crap that you've been talking. I'd rather you talk on a microphone that's on. Shut up. Welcome to Sparky's Midday Madness on 1250 AM. The fan, Steve Sparky Fiverr here. Rami Makhlouf. Coming up next, the Rami Show. So, let's talk about Kevin Durant, shall we? Why did you say this was mm. going to be fun for you? Let's oh, start there. Why, why, you'd rather be you, right. You'd rather be right than mm, be happy about the Bucks today. Because uh, I, I told you. Because I told you. There's nothing being, fun about I this. I told you you're being stupid when you said it, and you just thought it was funny to keep on being stupid, just a poke. Okay, I was right. So you were right. About I was right. What? Oh, this should be good. What were you right I was about? Right about what? About the way that they were playing Kevin Durant. And not treating him like he was some kind of god. And oh, then for yeah. some reason they stopped doing that yesterday. And then after the game, Giannis again is 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 bowing at the altar of Durant. Like what? What is this, dude? It's funny. What is this? We had Charles Woodson on uh, the Big Show at one o'clock. We missed it. BigShowNetwork.com uh, or Odyssey. Uh, download that Odyssey app. A U D A C Y. Can rewind and listen to it. Uh, and Leroy Gary just messed around with him because him and Al Harris are going in the Packer Hall of Fame. And said, hey, man, who's a better bumper on quarterback? Charles Woodson starts chuckling and goes, hey, man, I'm never going to say anybody's better than me at anything. And Leroy's like, yes, thank you. Right. Thank you. Right. That's exactly what I was going to say we shut today. Up, we shut up the microphones. I go to Gary. I go, come on, man. You hear what he just said? Yes. And Giannis, Giannis is like, man, best player in the world, man. KD's bad. Yeah, he's good, man. That's <laughs> like, oh, my God. But again, this is why you love Giannis. You love Giannis because he's not like every other NBA superstar. You not, love not Giannis. In that sense. You're, you love Giannis because he hasn't been raised in the AAU circuit. You love Giannis dude. because he takes his approach to the game differently, maybe, than everybody else. You love Giannis because he's always that honest, honest dude. Good or bad, he's going to be honest. Was he wrong? Not wrong. He was 110% correct. Kevin Durant is the baddest man alive right now. Why? Not wrong. Should he have said it? Absolutely he shouldn't even not. think it. Oh, oh, oh. He shouldn't even think it. Sparky, I come in Dude, here. You can watch in the games. Go back to game one and game two. You can see Giannis, especially in game two, and they're getting blown out. You can see Giannis like shaking his head like, man, I can't deal with that. I can't do that. And putting his head down, going back. You can see in his body language when Durant got going or when the Nets got going, you could see the give up in that dude. Like, it's over. We can't beat him today. It's all done. You can see it. He doesn't have that same confidence, I don't think, and I don't think a lot of those guys do, to be honest with you, that they can just go get it. And they don't have that same swag, whatever. Like, you could tell watching that game, the Nets were never concerned in the first half. You could just see it in Harden's face. Like, it's going to take us a little while. We'll figure it out. And Leroy and I went back and forth about Harden. He's like, ah, it did make a difference. He didn't score any points. Screw him. 
But but for me, he did make a difference. You could tell how he brought it all down. They he let him make it, a difference. Everything that called, happened, except for, now Kevin Durant, he 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 did what I've been saying. Giannis needs to do, Giannis which, which do is that. impose his will on the other team. Yeah, yeah. That, that's what Kevin Durant did, and nobody was going to stop him from doing that. Giannis can't do that. He can. Mm-hmm. He can. He just doesn't believe he can. The only thing stopping him from doing it is him believing he can do it. No, the that, thing stopping him from doing it is a jump shot. No, he can do it without the jump shot. Shaq did it without a jump shot. He's not he a can center. Be Shaq. Oh, he can be Shaq. This me nuts. He can be this. a highly skilled Shaq. I'm. I'm not saying he can be. A, he's. He's going to be a center. You're all. Hung, you're still hung up on positions. Dude. Why? I told because you this morning I was dealing ago, with somebody telling me he was Rudy Gobert. I told you five years ago that basketball was moving in a positionless mm-hmm. direction, and that's exactly where it's gone. You're still hung up on what we yeah. call this guy and what yeah. position. Drew he Holiday plays. definitely plays say- under the basket the whole game. No, no, because he's a point guard. He's a, he's a guard. He's a perimeter player. Is what he is. Mm-hmm. Okay, you can label it whatever you want. Okay, go ahead. But I'm but, just saying you don't. Giannis doesn't have to be a center to do what I'm talking about doing. And 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 yesterday, Giannis watched Kevin Durant do what he should do in that game. That that's what happened in that game yesterday. Giannis watched Kevin Durant do what he should do. You should ask that as a question. Do you think Giannis can do what Durant did? He's done it. No. We've seen it. Mm-mm. He can take over games. Not the way Durant did it. He can take over a regular season game when all the marbles aren't out there and the defenses aren't playing all up and getting crazy and game planning and everything else. No, he hasn't done it in that scenario. That's the issue here. He hasn't. This team hasn't. I mean, yes, you get hot for a game against Toronto and shoot lights out. Great. You go up against the Nets in game two, and again, you get your butt handed to you. You come back to Milwaukee. You shoot better in Milwaukee, at least in the last game, the fourth game of the series, and you put a little distance between you and them. And then you come back yesterday, you played well for a half. Other than KD last night, this is what I was about to say, and then I got really mad and forgot what I was about to say. Mm-hmm. Other than KD last night, he was going to do what he was going to do, and there was no stopping him because he's that good, and 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 when when a guy that good is on, it's that's that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Everything else that happened in that game that went against the Bucks, they did to themselves, including James Harden having an effect. They could have they could have kept James Harden from having an effect on that Ronnie. game, and they decided to take it easy on him. James Harden. As we've been said all day and all last night, James Harden on one leg, shoot away a double team on Giannis. And yeah. Giannis, instead of going at him, yes. took a turnaround. And that's jumper. what happened all night long. Mm-hmm. Nobody nobody tested or attacked James Harden yeah. all night long. Bootholzer said after and, the game. And, and, made a, and, and tested that hamstring. Boot, Show me what you can do. Bootholzer asked about it after the game. Bootholzer said, hey, we're going to run our offense. If James Harden, for bad shots. If, if James, that's your, they didn't run their offense. Don't tell me we're going to run our offense. They didn't run their offense. I think they did. They did not. Or Bootholzer. That was not their offense. Bootholzer. Bootholzer said, hey, we got to run our offense. Can't be worried about James Harden changing our game then plan. Then run your offense. Player. At least do that. They didn't uh, run their offense. That was not their offense. Maybe that's their offense for the Nets. Maybe that's his game plan. We've seen that more than we've seen them pass the ball. Have we not? Oh, I'm not letting Coach Bud off the hook. I'm just saying, haven't we seen more isos in this series than at any other point this year? He's the one who keeps letting his team play out of character. There, there's no way there's no way that that's what he's drawing up. I don't know, man. But at some point, he's got to grab somebody by the collar or break a, 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 a whiteboard over his knee Let me ask you or a something and say, what are you guys doing out there? Okay. What is happening? Let me ask you a because Plucker this question. this is not who we are. I, I, I miss a lot of stuff. Plucker, you tell me. And then, Rami, you tell me. And Sam's in there, so you can tell me too, Sam. How many times have you heard Boonholzer say after games, 
We have to stop running all these ISO plays. We have to pass the ball more. These ISO plays are killing us. We can't do this. How many times have you heard the coach of the Milwaukee Bucks, who you say is not, they're not running his offense. How many times have you heard that man say that, Plucker? He doesn't throw his guys under the bus. Plucker. I, I have not heard him say that. Sam is giving me a zero with his hand. He doesn't throw his guys under the bus. I don't, I'm not asking you to say, Giannis needs to stop running ISOs. You don't have to say anybody by name. All he's got to do is come on and go, I don't know what the hell I just watched. But that's not what I coached him to do. Yeah, he doesn't I don't do know that. what we're doing. Listen to me. Listen to me. You, They aren't going to stop doing what they do if you're not going to do that. And if I'm, you don't tell your kid to you stop and, doing hey, something, I don't know why he's not going to stop doing it. I'm not yelling at you. I'm you looking and, away from you. I know. You and I are on the same page about that. I'm because say- you keep saying it's not their offense. I'm and say- I keep telling you until Boonholzer says it's not, it is. No. Until he says it's not. This is his game plan against the Nets. Until he you, denies you, it, you've always it's put too his. much stock into what these guys say into microphones. That's don't correct. Be, don't believe what they say into microphones. Just telling you all the time, and they're not saying things into microphones. That means that we, every that we player can all see with their eyes. That means every player is doing what they want. A lot of guys on this team are just doing what they want right now. Then he's and gone, getting out of character. Then he's and gone, and they hit, quit listening to him. That and you know what? No matter no matter which way it is, Sparky. If this is how he's telling them to play, or if this is not how he wants them to play, and they're just doing it Correct. And, and doing it rampantly, either way, that's on him. Yes, I'm not letting Coach Bud off the hook when I say that this isn't the offense that he's drawing up or that he's that he's been preaching all season long. I don't think it is, but at some point, like I said, break a white erase board over your knee in a timeout or something and say, what the hell are you guys doing out there? This is not who we are. Play our basketball. You're playing their basketball right now. Play our basketball. Right. He's not doing it. That is not what they did at all in that game nope. yesterday. Nope, not at all. It's funny, in the break, Rami's like, man, I don't know if I'm going to be mad or not for this show, man. I've had a lot of time to recover. I feel pretty good. I'll be, I think I'll be okay. Screaming, distorting, had to turn him down already. I think I bring out the best in you. I got that. good things going on in my life, and I got to come here and talk about this nonsense. Sorry. It's Apologize. Gonna, it'll be a short show. Apologize. Tim Allen and the Pella Windows. Pick and save is hiring. A Wisconsin baseball postgame show is coming up as soon as this game is over. Tied at one right now. I need to hear from Bucks fans. I told Sam last night. He texted me. You want anybody for the show tomorrow? I said no. I said I need to talk about yes. this. I need people. Right. I need to talk to Bucks fans yeah. about this. So dial it up at 414-799-1250. Tweet us at 1250AMTheFan. Because even if, like me, you got some good things going on in life, you probably still need to get some stuff off yes. your chest about this Bucks team. Because, no, no God, doubt. what did I watch last night, and, man? And that Brewers-Reds game is tied in one. I'm thinking 13 or 14 I will innings. come through this glass and smack you. 13, if you start innings, talking man. about 13, 14 I'm telling innings. you, it's going to be a long one. I, I need just, a half day. After just, what I want, no. I, don't, I, don't have, no. I don't have more than an hour of screaming about this I Bucks Team in this me, game right? gets done about five to six. It's going to be a migraine Friday if I have five. to be here any more than an hour. <laughs> Don't right? let him hear you say that. Five fifty-five. I'll say this game ends. We'll see if I'm right or wrong. Rami, show up next. Don't go anywhere. I love you. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. 
I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.